0: You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Anti-Pat Sajak podcast with your host, me, Ari Eastman, otherwise known as Pat Sajak's ex-wife. You also may have tuned in for Sobriety with me. Ari Eastman, who is still Pat Sajak's ex-wife, but also this is my sober podcast where I talk about recovery and mental health and my life and I do and I ramble and I ramble. That's what this is. This is an audio diary, an audio journal. Oh, you thought you were tuning into a podcast for deep, insightful, meaningful conversations? No, no. It's just me talking. It's just me. It's me channeling all of the energy I had growing up as an only child and just you know, directing it at a microphone. This is the stuff I did growing up. Okay, this is (laughs) only children become podcasters. We are trained to, you know, enjoy the sound of our own voice. Or if you know, maybe that's just me, maybe that's a narcissist in me that enjoys the sound of my own voice. But we definitely have been trained to uh, entertain ourselves. And here I am, (laughs) entertaining myself for all of you. So this drops on Monday, and actually earlier today I had a really awesome conversation with my new friend Sophie James on um, unpaid emotional labor, which if you are not subscribed to Sophie's Patreon, you need to go do that. And I was super humbled and grateful and you know excited to be a guest, and we had a great conversation about so many things. I mean, Sophie and I could talk for hours, but at t- sort of at the end, something that we talked about that I have been thinking about more recently is that one of the sort of um, unexpected or maybe not even unexpected but um, underappreciated perhaps aspects of sobriety that I didn't anticipate or that maybe not that it isn't talked about because I, I do think it's talked about but but something that I just kind of like didn't realize it was going to affect my life. Like here are the things I knew that w- would happen with sobriety. I knew that I was gonna feel better physically. I knew that, you know, removing alcohol from my life was probably gonna make me feel better. I was not gonna have hangovers, like physically I was gonna feel better. I was going to hopefully improve my mental health. Like, you know, those were like the, the things that I expected and were true. But something that I have been kind of examining lately is just how much how many relationships I had in my life when I was drinking, that I thought were deep and I thought were vulnerable and I thought were like forged out of a lot of connection, but actually were fairly superficial because I, because I was hiding parts of myself and because when I was in active addiction, I couldn't actually really foster super meaningful connections with people. And here's the thing, I feel like I, for most of my life especially when I was working a thought catalog I really like prided myself and made a name for myself so to speak about I'm the vulnerable one I'm the one that writes about like the thing like my deep dark demons and I write about my depression and I write about my mental health and like oh I'm unafraid to go there and I'm I I I'm an open book and I'll just bleed all over your pages like there I am open my scars you want to see how I got these scars let me tell you you know and that was kind of like my thing in my early 20s and it's not to say that the vulnerability that I would share was made up but it was definitely manufactured in the way that I curated it I curated my vulnerability and with my personal essays that I wrote and all the like poems and all the stuff that I really put out there on the internet, you know, from the time I was, I don't know, 21, 22. uh, They were purposeful. And then again, as the drinking started, and the drinking progressed and got worse, you, it's easy to think you have developed something, because drinking takes away the filter, right? And so I mean, we think about the jokes about like, Being drunk in a bar and being like, oh my God, I love you so much. Oh my God, I love you too. And not to say that, like, you know, you can't go out and have fun with your friends and have that be like a a meaningful night to you, but I was really at a superficial level with so many people because I wasn't showing up for myself and I wasn't showing up for other people and I was hating myself and I was harming myself. And that in turn probably, not probably, that in turn harmed other people. And so, and I lied all the time. Like I've talked about this briefly too, where like in my drinking, I lied a lot. And that was like a big, big thing for me where sometimes I would just lie about stupid things. I would lie by omission. I would lie because I wouldn't remember having done something because I was blacked out. All all not great things to <laughs> create you know, relationships for people that you can really count on. And um, and I've been thinking about the things that sobriety gave me. And one of them is just how much more meaningful I am in my relationships now and how much more meaningful my relationships are to me because they know me wholly. If someone enters my life now and they get to know me, like they're knowing me. Like this is actual real vulnerability showing up I mean even in small ways going on a date sober you know how freaking vulnerable that is and how scary that is and how conditioned we've been to not do that it's I mean I think back on when I would meet up with people and even the even the sort of um, idea of pre-gaming and that we need something in our system before we go out and party we need something to take the edge off we need that shot we need that liquid courage like all of these messages and things that we kind of just accept and then they make their way into our relationships and the way we think about the world and the way we think about ourselves and so yeah showing up meeting a stranger seeing if there could be a seeing if there is that you can form a connection without anything in your system to you know knock down the barriers or lower the filters or you know lower your judgments or whatever that's scary and that's vulnerability and as a result when you create a connection you know for me and I'm just speaking for me not to again I hope you know enough about me at this point that I'm not saying like if you want to actually have good relationships you have to be sober only speaking for me but that now when I show up and I meet people and I meet them, like, in my full self, I can really, first of all, I can decipher how I'm feeling a lot more. I think when I would drink, too, sometimes I would just go along with things. I would, like, be in friendships that, you know, maybe didn't feel right in certain ways. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, it's like, well, I would just go, oh, sure, we'll go out. And I would be drunk or whatever. I would, You know, or I'd make plans with someone that I didn't even particularly like because uh, I'd already had a bottle of wine that night and then I'm texting them. And all of a sudden it's like, why am I texting this person? I don't even like this person. But that was like, you know, my freaking little alcohol demon brain that was just like, you must message every single contact in your phone. And now I reach out to someone. I send someone a text and I say, I would love to get coffee. Like, can we make plans? I am making that plan. And, you know, unless something happens and, like, I'm sick or whatever, like, we're going to go. We're going to do that. And I'm not nearly as flaky as I used to be. Um, And I'm making that plan and I'm making that decision because I want to. Because I want to spend time with that person. And it wasn't just some random drunk thought, drunk message that really meant nothing, that had no substance behind it. Now there is so much substance behind my choices and my relationships and my friendships and the people that I am carving time for and I just like think that's such an amazing benefit to sobriety anyway Sophie and I talk a little bit more about that on the podcast episode Um, and this one listen it's going to be a short one I talked for two hours already today Um, you know hey it's time for mama to play the sims okay it's time for me to play the sims okay you know what I don't do anymore drink a bottle and a half of wine before I go to bed but you know what I do still do check in with my sim family to see um if the cow needs to be milked because I have cottage living the expansion pack and it's pretty fun <laughs> so I gotta go do that but before that you know that it's time for something right what's it time for it's something that made me happy this week it's my pain. I don't know if I have ever spoken about this on the podcast but growing up I was very much obsessed with wigs. I think I just am I just am into that. We talked about it for the Halloween episode and like I'm just very much into costumes and dressing up and just, you know, the I, there was no purpose for the wigs but I just as a kid really liked to buy wigs and so in my childhood bedroom I actually had like this cabinet and you would open it up and there was just like if you've ever seen the styrofoam heads that you put wigs on they're just these literal creepy um beheaded uh you know heads that you put a wig on and I used to like Uh, I used to draw on them to like give them makeup so which probably just actually made them far creepier I should have just left them as is so I had this like cupboard where I had like all these wigs so I was the person to go to if you needed a wig in middle school or high school like I don't know why maybe for again for a costume for Halloween for something it's something that I have a little bit grown out of as an adult but um every now and then the urge still comes. And listen, I have probably about like five or six wigs and not like not good quality wigs. I'm talking like $30 wigs. Today I ordered a wig or no today a a wig came in that I had ordered and um, I put it on. And you know what? I think I think it has cemented my decision that I would like to keep lightening my hair. And listen, will I go back to, to dark? Will I go? Will I go back to black at some point? Yes, I will. But you know, you only love once. And I think I'm entering my um, dirty blonde phase, maybe not blonde, maybe more like caramel, um, auburny, light brownie, blondy. or what do they call it when you combine them? Bronze. I'm entering my bronze stage in life. And um, I'm excited about it. And if you don't support it, quite frankly, I didn't ask. I'm just kidding. I love you so much so yeah i guess that's my pink cloud i ordered a wig and it's long too and i haven't had really long hair in a long time And i was like oh my gosh look at my look at me look at me you know i'm gonna take some selfies i'm sure well with that thank you so much for tuning in for this like very very quick kind of scattered end of the day uh brains not working as well as it should be to sit down and record my thoughts but i'm here because i love you love you all hang tight with me things have been a little crazy with work with changes um and i I think in the new year we're gonna have a lot of good stuff and i'm thinking about starting a patreon so stay tuned for that i'm thinking about some video content baby so with that thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of sobriety um as always you can leave a rating a review email me dm me on instagram tell me a guest you'd like to see on a topic anything This is a community. This is a two-way street. Bada bada bing bada boom, you know? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Maybe I should start watching The Sopranos again. I actually never finished Sopranos. I got all the way until the very last episode of The Sopranos, and this is what I do with TV shows. I get to the very last episode, and then I get sad that the show is going to be over, and then I stop. And there are many shows that I've never seen the series finale because I don't like finishing things that I love. I don't like to say goodbye. So... Maybe I'll get on that. All right. Well, talk to you all next week. Okay. Bye, everyone.